Hi, I'm Amber, and welcome to the Lone Star Keto Podcast. Today, we have a special guest with us, Vivica Minigas. Hope I said that right. She is a nutritionist and an author and a blogger. And she also, let me make sure I say this right, is the creator of the Healing Foods Method. Welcome, Vivica. Hi, Amber. I'm going to call you my angel from now on. (laughs) Well, you did kind of have a rough morning, didn't you? <laughs> we had we had to redo the this right here. We were about to to record and then issues, <laughs> but it's all good now. We got it now. All right. I'm so excited to be here with you and have a chat. And yeah, this is awesome. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy you were able to make it. Yay! <laughs> so, um, I, just one curious question before we get into your background. Why do you use the name the Nourished Cave Man? <laughs> because I'm Italian and that was like lost in translation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> the Nourished Cave people, honestly. But in my Italian head, I was like, caveman means like men and women. So you know, I didn't really realize that the translation just kind of was like caveman was man, but <laughs> cavewoman is not really a common word. So as I had this genius, brilliant idea and I started my little blog that I thought nobody would ever read except the patients of the practice, you know, like maybe 30 people. And like, I didn't know that it was going to be what it was. And I look back and I'm like, man, I wish I was more careful in picking that name. That's a problem, you know, once you do that, you kind of, and you build your, your followers and everything, you don't want to just flop around your name, so you're like, ah, yeah, so you hope you, you do a really good one in the beginning, but I mean, the Nourish Caveman, that's awesome, it's just, when I originally saw that, I expected it to be a man, a dude, so, <laughs> you should just, and everybody else, and it's kind of funny, I mean, this is the ongoing joke, uh, and by the way, I'm kind of, expanding my identity now trying to expand my identity to my umbrella company which is called journey to wholeness Mm. and I think it reflects more who I am today but it's interesting because I have almost seven years of like hundreds and hundreds of posts on on my blog the nourish caveman and hundreds of recipes and all these interviews and everything so that is like what I'm known for so changing brands is really hard so it's scary I will be the nourish caveman as well as now going forward journey to wholeness so hopefully they're like (laughs) it'll work you'll make it work it's all good (laughs) okay so Vivica tell tell us a little bit about yourself um some of your, your personal your professional and then we'll get into kind of your health journey Well, so personal, as I mentioned, I'm Italian. I was born and raised in Italy and was like really lucky to have an intimate relationship with food and the food world from the beginning. My mom and my grandma had a restaurant growing up and like, you know, the first five years of life, I was running around in the restaurant and hotel and like in the kitchen with the chefs, eating really amazing food, you know, definitely all fresh, regional, organic back in the days. That's how it was in Italy, at least. So really lucky start. But I think it 
formed me in a way that, you know, um, it really shaped me for my future. And then when it came to America, like, so I grew up pretty healthy in Italy, but my life has also been um, a lot of up and down, a lot of stress, a lot of really intense experiences. We were chatting on Instagram on my life review posts. That, I that was interesting. I know. And like, it's been really hard to just like share this with the audience because it's, my life has been really intense and so many crazy experiences. But that I think is also really a part of who I am for the good and for the bad, because I think that, you know, all the partying and drug use and alcohol, self-medicating, it definitely affected my health, especially like my endocrine system. And it shaped it in a way that like, it kind of made a big, big dent on it. And, but I've also really been healthy. And the other side is that I was always interested in health and eating good, like eating whole foods. I never, you know, because of my upbringing, never enjoyed processed foods, never liked fast food. I hated fast food from coming to America at 23 and just like, could not do it, you know? Like, it's like, what are everybody seeing in this stuff here? So it just like, you know, for the good and the bad, it became the funnel that brought me into like who I am today. And so my health, the reason why um, I'm really so passionate about nutrition is, you know, I'm a really healthy person right now, but that health is not a given. And it's also not just the grace of God kind of gift. It's a hard earned um situation that is also subject to change at any minute if I don't do my due diligence. So it started out with gallbladder disease at around 27 years old, you know, having gallbladder attacks. They were, I thought I was breaking, have a broken rib. It was so painful. Couldn't understand what it was. Started working with a chiropractor that did nutrition. I was really lucky to be sent to the right doctor didn't want to go to conventional doctors, didn't trust them from the very start, you know, and so I started managing my gallbladder and my health through nutrition, even though this guy being an amazing chiropractor, amazing doctor, but he wasn't really keen on diets and detoxing, so he gave me good supplements that helped me along the way, and like, it helped me keep my gallbladder, but things kind of escalated and got worse and worse and again because of like my crazy lifestyle and you know stress level and stable life finally I think this was definitely by the grace of God I was brought in contact with the person that became my first mentor in nutrition Dr. Deborah Penner and she kind of forced me to study nutrition <laughs> she just wanted me to work for her so she asked me to study and become her office manager which I didn't do it first, I, but I studied nutrition. I started working with her and I became a client advocate, patient advocate in her practice and started studying detoxing and putting people on this like month long detoxes. And so that's where, you know, and I was already like mid forties myself. So it was a big career change and really awesome. I loved nutrition. I loved everything I was learning. I felt super passionate about it. And I was not doing that great because like 
after I started detoxing and I healed my gallbladder. Then I found out I was pre-diabetic. And <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I'm like eating so good. My gallbladder now is fine. No more attacks, doing great detox, pre-diabetic, what? And then like, as I discovered the ketogenic diet, this is how it all began, began, you know, through like this sad realization of being pre-diabetic and then like diving in, researching this unknown thing like seven, eight years ago, nobody talked about the ketogenic diet. I mean, Maria Emmerich was out there. She was the only person. And I found a couple of obscure bodybuilding books about, you know, ketogenic diets. I just got, I dove in, I knew that was the answer and I became really passionate about it. Started applying it on myself, became one of the first like strong advocates of the keto diet along with Maria, started my blog. And then I found out that I was hypothyroid and I had Hashimoto's. And I was like, <laughs> but again, like, you know, life throws you challenges and it's like life throws you lemons for because life wants you to make lemonade, right? <laughs> so when life brings you challenges, then you also know that you get the opportunity to resolve them. And it's life telling you that it's time to go to the next level. So I met my next mentor, who was Dr. Rhonda Nelson, who was a specialist in restorative endocrinologist and functional endocrinologist. And so I started healing my hormones and learning about hormones. And with her, I took all her classes and seminars and I specialized in thyroid. I healed and reversed my Hashimoto's, healed my hypothyroidism. I know the fibroids, they were coming with the perimenopause. And, you know, like it was like a whole journey into hormonal health. And of course, our beloved adrenals, because as you get into perimenopause, the adrenals are always part of the game. And, and that's to like my crazy life is like when you have a stressful life like that from in utero, there is actually research that proves that uh, babies that were stressed in utero when the moms are stressed, they are already born with pretty much compromised adrenals. So the, our stress response is... Um, it's like much more heightened and also we have less tolerance to stress. So it's just something that you deal with and you know, um, there is, you know, like nutrition helps you repair all of this and reverse those conditions. And the reason why I do everything I do is if nothing else to be a testament that nutrition can heal and we're not our diagnosis and we're not stuck to medication. Medication is not our only option. Medication does not heal you. You know, nutrition heals you and, you know, diet and being healthy heals you. Your body heals itself. So we need to really expand out this message because especially today with so many people like being scared and thinking about, you know, running to the pharmaceutical companies for help that's not where the health is going to be. You know, the true health comes from holistic understanding of human beings. Anyways, I'm rabbit holing. <laughs> no, that is awesome. I love that you said that because that's exactly how I feel. And I used to not feel that way until I experienced it and I'm living it and I'm researching it and I'm promoting it. So it's like, 
I get that so much now. And I love that. Okay, let's see. Um, what is your diet lifestyle? Like, what do you consider yourself? I mean, we don't have to put a label on it necessarily, but kind of give us an idea of how your diet has evolved, because I know you've made some changes along the way. Mm -hmm. Definitely a lot of evolution in my way of eating. Um, I started out, well, I really started out before studying nutrition, I was trying to detox by doing a raw food diet. And that worked for a very short period of time, but my body did not like it. And, you know, tendency to pre-diabetes and trying to eat only carbs, it was like, nope, that's not going to work. So um, I started out eating nutrient-dense diets in the style of Western fries. The problem with that was that I had two problems. The dairy, there was very dairy intensive. There was still grains and a lot of carbs. So yes, the nutrients were there and it might've worked for like our ancestors, maybe like, you know, 500 years ago when you're working really hard out in the field and there are no chemicals in the world, but not these days. So. It didn't, so that's what led me to being pre-diabetic. And then, you know, as I was doing this nutrient dance kind of paleo style, first I eliminated the dairy and then I eliminated the carbs. So then I was doing what I call a keto paleo, ketogenic lifestyle, which is also kind of a therapeutic elimination diet, nutrient dance, healing diet, whatever you want to call it. It's just eating really clean, no dairy products except butter. And, you know, a lot of focus on that transition into carnivore and the whole carnivore experiment. So, and I tried to adapt my gut. I didn't personally need to do carnivore at that point. But because of wanting to try the diet before being able to recommend it to anybody, so I had to try it to my, on my own body. And um, I, after three months, I decided that it wasn't necessarily for me. I also was in perimenopause. And so I reopened my diet to more carbohydrates. But the way that everything evolves right now is that I'm kind of back to square one, but in a modified way. So I eat nutrient dense for sure. I try to eat organ meats as much as I can, bone marrow, organ meats, um, you know, sustainable grass-fed beef and like whatever game I can find depending where I am. And it's not easy in this country to eat good, honestly. In the United States, if you travel, you know, and you're not in your home base where you have everything organized, your freezer stocked and, you know, and you're just hopping around, it's really not that easy. And that's why now I eat a meat-based diet. So I know that with the base of meat, I can always like have that reference point and then whatever else I can find, it's just gonna be like accessory, you know? So, from the carnivore experiment, I definitely got much heavier meat foundation that I had before. So I basically, I eat meat every day. 
you know, I eat red meat every day. I've been eating more salmon recently because my body was just craving it. And like, I know that if I eat the food and my brain lights up and my body lights up, then I must be needing that food. I eat cod liver on a regular basis, little cans of cod liver, it's like so good. And I've been also eating more vegetables now, a little bit more vegetables. So I just feel it out, you know, and I'm at the point where I know so much about nutrition and I studied and research and clinical practice and I worked with so many people that I really do know nutrition well and I know my body. So I'm just in tune. The problem sometimes is that my body is so spoiled, let's say, I know what optimal energy feels like. I know what feeling really good, clean, strong, healthy feels like. So I have to be really careful because like, you know, when I eat crappy stuff and it will happen sometimes, then I don't feel good. And my body immediately tells me like, no, <laughs> you know, so I don't do caffeine anymore, really. And like, if I have caffeine, even just a little bit too much, then I, it's not good. I can't sleep. So I don't eat um, any inflammatory oils, but you know, sometimes you're out and about and you're with people mm -hmm. and you're in a situation where it's just like, okay, I'm just going to fast or I'm going to have to have a few bites of this or that, you know, just trying to be polite or in social situations. And unless you're really sick, I don't recommend being necessarily super like strict, like with a pure meat and water diet, unless you want to. And, you know, although I still think that as humans, we evolved as hunter-gatherers with a very, very varied diet. We were picking at everything and eating everything we could. Things changed. Every season was different. You know, sometimes it was this animal, sometimes it was that animal, sometimes it was a little bit of fruit, sometimes it was, you know, a, a root that was found. So I still think that varying our diets and using a lot of different kinds of foods that are real foods, non-toxic, non-processed, non-GMO, right? That is kind of like my way to try to eat. And sometimes I feel like I'm walking a minefield because like I could say here in the States, like good luck finding those things. And I can, I sympathize with, you know, all the people that live in like rural communities or away from a big city where there is no Whole Foods or there is no farmer's market. You know, they just have the local store and at the local store, <laughs> all you can find is like boxes, cans and processed food. But I gotta say that despite that is true and there are amazing resources online these days that we have access to so we can order good foods through amazon we can order through thrive market we can order from the farmers they will ship us the meat so if you you are not just traveling through when you live even if you live in a very remote place luckily now we have the options to find better foods you know so at least you have no excuse for not having at least good meat because good meat can reach you any place in the States at least where you are, you know. Yeah, uh, we, we're pretty lucky, well, my family is, because my son-in-law, my son, my husband, even my daughter, they hunt. 
So we generally have wild game in our freezer. We have a whole huge stand-up freezer in our garage that's usually full of meat. So we always keep that stock. So that's nice. But yeah, you're right. It, sometimes it is very difficult to find really good quality food, um, whether it's vegetables or meat. Um, and especially if you go out to eat because, and I do go out to eat, but I also, I know that probably most of what I eat has been at least a little bit cooked in a seed oil, you know, like brushing the grill or whatever it is. I don't, there's probably not a lot, but still it's there and I can't control that or, you know, just not go out to eat and well, that's not going to happen. So, you know, that's just something that I just accept. I think it's awful. I don't understand it other than maybe it's cheaper. I don't know, but uh, it, it's disgusting. And you, you can actually taste it, like, you know, the, the, the oil. And if I taste that, yes. I, I can't do it. it it's just, it, to me, it's just kind of um, rancid. That's what it, what it, I don't like it. So yeah. And, and like you said, you know, being spoiled kind of sort of because you're used to eating quality and you know what that feels like. And then you have some, you know, crap and then you're like, Oh no, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So, um, let's talk a little bit about supplementation. I know that is something that you, you believe in. Um, my attitude has always kind of been a little bit that if you're eating the correct diet, you don't really need supplements. Okay. That's kind of the way I look at it. But here recently, I've found that there are some issues that even if you're eating the best diet, and we just discussed this a little bit about quality, there could still be something missing, even if you are say a strict carnivore and you're eating only nutrient dense food, but it, like magnesium. That is one thing that I actually do supplement with is magnesium. So give me your take on that. What are some reasons to take a supplement and what kind of supplements do you recommend? Mm -hmm. So first of all, like the way that I supplement is very different than what we conventionally think as supplementation. So number one, I do not use isolates, lab-made isolates that are called supplements, but usually those are nutraceuticals, which means they're pharmaceuticals for nutrition, still pharmaceuticals. Don't believe in that. I believe in food. So when I use supplements, I either use food concentrates. So they're made from different parts of food and they provide nutrients um, to the body in a concentrated way from a very clean source. So that's one way, one type of supplements I use. And then I use herbs and homeopathic. Um, now, the thing is also, I don't usually supplement for nutrients. I supplement for function. So whatever I'm using is supportive of the function of that system of the body. So let's say <laughs> sorry digestive function is the number one thing that we address making sure that a person is able to digest and able to break down those nutrients and absorb the nutrients from the food to the best of our abilities of course depleted soils gmo you know 
I feel like even when we try really hard, sometimes it is almost impossible to get all the nutrients from food, which sucks. It's really sad, but sometimes it's just the reality. So, you know, I have clients, believe it or not, their lifestyle is so crazy. Their ability to get proper food is almost zero. They're always on the go, executives, busy people, busy moms, really busy. They basically, their supplements are their food because I'm like, I'm gonna give you this so I know that your body will function and keep you in the clear. And then if you eat really bad, it's not an excuse for them to eat bad. They don't wanna eat bad. Again, it's just food availability, right? But I know that I can at least create a foundation where like, okay, at least you're getting in the necessary essential nutrients. So if your diet is all over the place, we got the basics covered. But those are extreme cases. For people that manage to actually have a proper diet, then the supplementation comes for function. And you know, this is kind of an ongoing research for me, like clinical research with my own clients. I tell them from the beginning, like, okay, we're gonna get you from A to Z, maybe from A to like F or P, you know, as far as we can get you. And then let's see I mean, how much supplementation you're gonna actually need once we are finished with the detoxing, the repairing, the reversing of disease, and you get to a good place. And at one level, maybe we'll go from like six, seven supplements to two or three. But the fact is, Amber, that the world is really toxic all these crazy chemicals that we really, you know, we are barely seeing in the long-term effects of like chemicals in the environment, plastics everywhere, plastics in the ocean, heavy metals in the fish, you know, um, GMO in the veggies, GMO in the animals, GMO grains in the chickens and beef. So our bodies like, that's not really food anymore. And our bodies are like, what do I do with this? And look at the incidents. I'm not saying it's gonna kill you like you're gonna, like a bullet, you drop dead. No, people are like, oh, I'm eating all this crap and I'm still alive. Yeah, and like you are obese and like you're on five different medication and what is your quality of life? At 50 years old, you cannot even walk around the house. So I'm sorry, I don't wanna be harsh. I know that we all do the best we can, but what I'm saying is those are slow killers. Those are things that just like, they're not gonna like drop you dead, would be better, but they're just gonna affect your quality of life and your health, just like slowly chipping away at it to where like at 70 years old, you end up with Parkinson's and dementia in a home, not able to take care of yourself. When you, if we look at our ancestors or the indigenous populations, the hunter-gatherer populations, if it was the mortality, they're like, oh, they died at 35. The high incidence of accidents, you know, of course, and infections, because they didn't have antibiotics. But the ones that made it to old age, they made it to old age in a good way. So they were like 80, 90, even 100, and still with healthy. With good teeth. Yeah, strong. I mean, read the work of Dr. Weston Price. 
So I feel like this is the number one problem with our modern Western society, which is not just the United States, but now is all over the world, is like degenerative diseases. And this is like diabetes, metabolic diseases, cardiovascular diseases, cognitive diseases. You know, this is your quality of life. And it's not just going to go clunk. It's just going to go down, 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 down. So I want something else for myself. And so if I need to supplement in order to keep myself away from those things, I will do it. I'm not going to supplement for fun, of course, but I think that supplementation is an important tool in our toolbox. And like, I would rather take supplements rather than toxic chemicals in my body. So I'm 52. I don't take any medication, never did, and hopefully won't have to ever, honestly, because like I do take supplements and I'm, I'm pretty healthy for my age. Go 50. I'll be 55 in July. The 50 club. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> you, look me. you look amazing. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I have had lately... And it breaks my heart. I've had people come to me saying, okay, I've been on, let's say a carnivore diet. I've been doing it for a while and I have noticed some improvements, but it's not enough. I still have this, 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 and this. I've been to the doctor. They've tested me. They've told me that there's nothing wrong but I'm not right. I, I don't feel right. There's something wrong with me. I am tired. I'm whatever it is, but they're looking at me like I'm a hypochondriac. There's something wrong and they won't listen to me. And I find this a lot with women. I'm not saying it doesn't happen with men, but it seems like a lot of women are dismissed. What would you say to that person if they came to you and they told you this? They're, they're saying, I've been tested. They've done every test. And I've been on a carnivore diet, let's say for six months, a year, whatever, but yet I'm still sick. Mm -hmm. Well, there are certain things that I keep seeing in my patients and like, I don't put everybody on carnivore. Carnivore for me in my practice is a very specific tool for um, specific things like healing the digestive intestinal tract, especially and reversing autoimmune diseases. It's an extreme elimination diet. Let's just call it for what it is. Mm -hmm. And a nutrient dense diet. So it's kind of ideal, right? Elimination plus nutrients. It's all the good, none of the bad. But sometimes, you know, we're back to function. Sometimes function is so impaired that the food alone might not be able to do it. So that's one thing. The other thing is there is a series of things, conditions, and a series of factors that often escape the, even the experienced clinician and for sure the medical doctor, um, but I'm talking more an integrative uh, clinician or a holistic practitioner. Those are things that are elusive. And we are talking um, infections, so chronic subclinical infections being viral or bacterial or both, or parasites. I've been seeing a lot of parasites lately. And like parasites are not just big worms, like tapeworm that you think about, oh my God, I, you know, I have parasites, I have giant worms coming out of my body. No, 
your parasites could be cellular parasites. So they're inside the cells themselves. And once the infection has been there for a while undetected, they will migrate from your intestine or digestive tract into your organs. So they could be in your liver. They could be even in your lungs. They could be like in your muscles. Like they will migrate out. And then what they do is they cause those like low-grade infection. Like you will see when you look at labs, you see a lot of people with the white blood cell count low. And I, I've read a bunch of labs recently and so many low bloods, white blood cells. Why is that? So those are those chronic infections that should be the first big red flag. And also it becomes a, a bone marrow insufficiency. So we need to really start looking at like, that's where you play detective as a practitioner, like where is the infection? Where is the problem? So that's a very important thing that we need to like examine. The other thing is like heavy metals. So hard to detect, you know, it's not so easy. I used to do um, hair tests for heavy metals and now those kind of fell off the way because all these new fancy tests are coming for heavy metals. But good old like 100 bucks hair test, it told you if you have heavy metals, at least in the tissue, if you do a blood test for heavy metals, you're not going to find them. The body doesn't want to keep them in the blood. You don't want it to drop that again, you know, but it's trying to keep you healthy. So those kind of things like parasites, um, low-grade infection, viral bacterial, and heavy metals, those are all things that could be at the base of that, oh, my labs are okay, but I don't feel fine. I don't feel right. And let me tell you, those are not things that will come up right away sometimes. Like that's why I like working with my patients for long periods of time, because you start peeling off layers, layers and layers and layers. So you start with the big things that are immediately there. Like, you know, my glucose is all over the place. Like glucose at 140 and like bouncing up and down like a yo-yo. You start from those kind of things. And then you go refining, refining, digging, digging. And then eventually you start finding those like really precious nuggets of like dysfunction, like, oh, that's where we need to look at this, <laughs> you know, as you do the repairing work, but then this is really important. And like the immune system and the endocrine system and the stressors, like those are stressors. So then they affect your endocrine system because like they affect your adrenals and then your adrenals and your insulin affect each other and then your circadian circles and everything is connected. So I think that, you know, what made me successful as a practitioner, I think my biggest gift um, that I have is the gift of synthesis, being able to look at the big picture of all the different things that are at interplay, especially in complex cases, those cases that nobody else can resolve and understanding like, oh, okay, we need to look at this, 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 put it together and make sense of it into a coherent narrative. And then how do we unwind it? How do we resolve it? So yeah, it's, um, and you know, not everybody is up for that because a lot of people just don't wanna, it's a deep dive and it takes time and patience and commitment. And money. And money and money unfortunately nothing yeah. is like government doesn't want us to be healthy 
no, they don't. It's not about that. They, they've never cared about our health. It, it, it's the bottom line. It's it's who you know gets their pockets lined. It, it, it's very sad. And and the and the one girl that I'm kind of referencing, she is at her wits end. She just doesn't know where to go, and she's running out of money. She's used so much money going to different doctors and specialists and trying different things, and nothing is working. And she's so frustrated, and she's reaching out trying to find anybody who could shed some light of some somewhere where maybe she hadn't looked before. And I gave her some ideas based on, you know, some things I've heard from other people like you who about the digging deeper. And I, I think that is a, a very frustrating thing because like within our community, let's face it, it's the Holy Grail, you know, low carb, the Holy Grail, you know, and, you know, carnivore, ah, which it is amazing. And it did amazing things for me. And that's, for the most part, all I needed. Okay. Except for my little issue I have going on now, but you know, we'll talk about that later. But um, you think that food should be this healing thing, because this is what we're all saying. And we have success story after success story. And it's a wonderful thing. But sometimes nutrition is not enough. And it's sad because it should for the most part. But like you said, the world we live in now. I would say sometimes diet is not enough. Nutrition is like the way to use the diet as part of the healing but again, like expanding to include like supplementation and lifestyle and like detoxing practices. So for me, and this is the way that I work with my clients, it is a whole life thing. It's a whole life examination and a whole life reassessment <clears throat> because like you can be carnivore, eat all grass fed and clean and like, you know, do beautiful things like that. But then the cleaning lady comes in and sprays 409 all over your house. And then you go in the house and breathe that stuff in, touch it, it's on your skin. And then, you know, another list of things like toxic stuff like that. Then, you know, the two things don't add up in a way that maybe they'll neutralize each other. So your good diet is not really having that effect because you have other parts of your life that are bringing in the toxicity or the dysfunction, you know? So in order to really maximize our efforts, we need to look at all the parts of our life and make them all work together for, you know, more bang for your buck, <laughs> just straight up, you know, get the last out of your efforts. If you're already gonna go like that far to like, let's say either just meat-based diet and like, Clean up your pantry, clean up your life, clean up your, your beauty cabinet, clean up your personal products, clean up the mm -hmm. stuff that you spray in your car. You go get a car wash. Oh my God, it's like toxic city, <laughs> you know, and then you sit in the car as a gas chamber. <laughs> that is so true. And I, I don't think we really fully understand just how much we're bombarded with, with so much toxicity. And, you know, when like we kind of discussed a little bit with issues that I'm having is like, you can evolve your diet and things are great and it's working awesome for you. And then hormones change, 
especially for women, right? And, or other things, who knows, uh, toxic overload, whatever it is. And you have to kind of adapt your diet a little bit or try to figure it out or do the digging deeper. And through using a CGM, a ketone meter, a blood glucose meter, uh, doing multiple uh, tests through the mail, um, I've ruled out pretty much everything except for <laughs> cortisol, super high. And we talked about that. So now I've isolated what I think is my issue and now trying to figure out what to do with it. But that takes a lot of work. How can you help somebody kind of um, troubleshoot for themselves? I know what, you know, as a clinician, what you would do, but like if somebody can't afford to go to somebody, what are some steps that they can kind of take to start figuring things out? Yeah, so, well, the first thing is the elimination diet. So like going carnivore or modified carnivore with, you know, if you can still keep some low toxicity veggies, um, depending on your gut. So eliminate your diet, clean up your diet, do focus on clean products um, and grass-fed meats and like, you know, as clean as you can. And then like start cleaning up the other areas of your life and like, eliminate all the toxic chemicals in the house. That's where you spend the most time, especially in these days. So clean up your house, look at mold. We didn't even talk about mold. Mm -hmm. Mold is another big one. So um, mold testing for the house is like really cheap. That is something that can be done if you suspect, like if you live in some, somewhere humid or had water damage, you know, in the house, that's a big one to look at, you know, um, look at what you've been eating. If you've been eating a lot of sushi or a lot of pork, pork has parasites. Sushi mm -hmm. has parasites. You know, I love sushi. I haven't eaten pork in three years, but I love sushi. I still eat it. Not a lot because it's totally unsustainable. It breaks my heart, but sometimes I do eat it. And I do parasite cleanses about once a year. So mm -hmm. think about that. That could be another possibility. Parasites really sap your energy. If you are anemic, constantly anemic and you're iron anemic or B12 anemic, you might have parasites. And your blood work should tell you, like at least a functional interpretation. So uh, that's my, maybe something you can't do yourself. But think about that because like, if you start having like an idea, oh, it might be that, then maybe you can work with somebody that can help you like do a parasite cleanse or do a mold cleanse, you know. I mean, at the worst case scenario for those people that really cannot afford to work with anybody or really need to do it themselves, Google it, educate yourself. Like, you know, look into these things. What do I do for mold? What do I do for parasites? Now with the other infections, um, the chronic infections, I would say support your immune system as much as you can. So lower stressors and you know, try to exercise, lots of sunshine and fresh air, do get sunshine when you can, and also herbs for immunity like echinacea, um, andrographis, those are great things to help stimulate the immune system. And um, echinacea does need to be taken for long periods of time, though it doesn't work as an acute remedy. It's more of a preventative, but it's great. And it will work for these like low-grade infections. And then, um, let me think, there was another thing and I just lost it, hold on. 
That's the last tip I wanted to give. Um, yeah, I forgot it. Sorry. <laughs> okay. You'll you'll think of it, and we can jump right back in. It's all good. Okay, let's just real quick. Can you tell me what the healing foods method is? When what exactly is that? So it's a program, and um, it's a program that started out being eight weeks or so two months, and now it's kind of like rabbit holed into a four month program because of those reasons that I mentioned about wanting to unveil and peel layers and really follow a person through a certain process. So it's a program for reversing disease, anti-aging, addressing those kind of mysterious conditions. I get a lot of clients that basically like, if you can do it yourself, if you have tried all the things I mentioned, all the diets in the world, and you can figure things out, you've, a lot of people have been through like several doctors, you know, all kinds of doctors, even naturopaths, can still figure it out, then, you know, usually those are the people that find me. <laughs> but, if, you know, ideally you would use nutrition first. What happens these days, they use nutrition last, but the program is designed to address um, diet, lifestyle, health, all of it. And just like I talked about, to look at all the different facets, really create a solid foundation for your health, um, some people just come and do the program because they love the accountability, they love the support. Maybe they just want to lose weight, and then we find the crazy things. But you know, some people don't have crazy things. They just really have a broken metabolism. Then too much of your dieting. Then it takes us about three, four months, six months to fix it. But in the meantime, they learn so much that oh, I can keep myself healthy now. So. There are, you know, many different uses for the program. The beauty of the program is that it's a structure, <clears throat> it's a roadmap. It gives us a really good way to address all the foundational points of nutrition that, you know, we need to look at when we look at a person's health. And so I really like working in the program. It takes the guesswork out of things because it's all like figured out in advance and it's completely customized because I don't work with groups anymore. I used to do that. Now I burned out a little bit too much work. <laughs> the adrenals say no more. So now I just work with individuals one-on-one one one, and it's beautiful. It's like really rewarding to like take a person's life and just like, you know, take it to the next level. And um, yeah, I really enjoy this kind of work. Like it's kind of my dream job. <laughs> I get it. Believe me, I get it. Okay. And I should have asked you this earlier, but what is your definition of health? Uh, I was really, I read a quote that I published, I think on Instagram that was from the FDA or something like that, that said, health is not the mere absence of disease. Health is about your quality of life and the vibrancy of your life. So I was like, whoa, <laughs> it's actually in there back in the days, we knew something about it. So I just want to piggyback on that. Health is more than the absence of disease. Healthy is like energy. I think it's the quality of your energy. It's the quality of your mental function. 
is your brain power, is your quality of being effective in the world. And it's also um, being fully aware of all our dysfunctional behaviors health includes their trauma patterns, you know, because health is like emotional health is not present, that the emotional unhealthiness fuels your physical unhealth. So it's all again, like layers of combination, but health is a harmony of all the different parts of us being human. And being human is a crazy complex, amazing, magical, miraculous, and freaking, wow. <laughs> it's, it's, very, it's almost indescribable, you know, like words cannot describe the experience of being human in a body in this society right now and learning more and more and more about what it is. Like this super complex uh, vessel that we inhabit, we are the vessel. There is, like, I don't believe in a separation between the physical and the spiritual. Like, I believe in a holistic concept of like, our soul is in every cell of our body. We, we are our soul as we are incarnated. Um, maybe our soul will like journey on to other, you know, journeys and adventures later. But <laughs> right now we are this like multidimensional, incredible, quantum machine that is just so is, yeah so beyond words and the more I learn the less I know and the more <laughs> fascinating it becomes and puzzling but amen I get you, you know? <laughs> yes and I think you know what was funny is I, I spent most of my life hating my body like considering it an enemy and it not doing what my mind wanted it to do but now I have this deep respect for my body. I'm not saying I'm at the point of saying I love my body because I'm not, but I have evolved enough to understand that our bodies are extremely complex and what worked for you one day may not work for you the next. It doesn't mean it was wrong or it was bad, but it's time for you to figure out the next step because we are extremely complex. And then, like you said, we have all of this, you know, society stuff going on in the world, the, the toxic nature of everything these days. And I agree with you about the getting rid of as much stuff as you can. What I'm, I'm now trying to kind of phase out things eventually, like deodorant and I'm, my, my skincare. Um, next, I'm going to work on my makeup because I'm not giving up my makeup. So I'm going to have to try to find something a little bit cleaner, maybe. But uh, I'm about to try some out. But yeah. I think that's very important, too. So, yeah. Fresh stuff we put like on our mouth. <laughs> you know we constantly eating it there that's are true so many good companies with clean makeup coming out right mm -hmm. now it's like we have options at least we have options you know it doesn't have to be all or nothing you know you can still look pretty and be feminine and get your hair done and like you know oh yeah my hair is gonna get done and so my nails i'm sorry right. i don't know how clean i can make that but yeah <laughs> God, my nails 
serious business there. <laughs> Just that one little thing and everything else is good. And let's have some resilience. Right, right. Everything is artificial chemical super chemical overload then it's too much but if it's just like all right i'm gonna do my nails but my makeup is clean my skincare is clean my food is clean so do yeah yeah not a problem your body is like yeah piece of cake i'll handle it but when you have everything, that's when your body is like, reject, reject. Yeah. And, and that's something that I'm becoming more and more aware of that it, it's, you know, more and more in my face now. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> this really is a serious uh, uh, subject there. Okay. Let me just make sure. Did we talk about this? Oh, we're about to get there. Yes, we are. Okay, let me just move. Okay, I think we. Time, am I the book? I'm like, time for lunch soon. Yeah. Okay, so let's. I think we've got everything that I had on my list. So let's go ahead and get to your books. I mean, let's go for it. Talk about them. Yeah. So this is kind of like my evolution, in a way, and like you know, they could be. This was um, my first book my first solo book actually you know I have another book is called um the little big book of fat bombs and it was actually is the no the everything book of fat bombs I don't even know the name of my own book <laughs> and it's on Amazon and it's actually a good little book um I try to make it again the best out of it so it's like fat bombs meaning little tiny high fat moderate protein meals zero carbs basically like under like three grams of carbs so that was my first solo book and then this was kind of like my baby like where I put so much of my heart and soul into this book because it has some of my you know it's kind of like a oh, that's pretty into the world of different world cuisines and it's like low carb and kind of keto paleo like I used to call it but it's what I call a healing diet. Now, from the perspective of this here, it's like there is a lot of fiber. And I wrote this like three years, four years, five years, four years ago. And um, fiber was still like seen as a good thing, which it could be for certain people, just not for everybody. So basically it would be like, if you can do fiber, this is a good way of eating. If you can't do fiber, this is a good way of eating. <laughs> Sorry about the basis covered. So this is the latest book, and it's um, I, did, I wrote it together with Erin Blevins, who is a celebrity chef and um, a CrossFit athlete, professional athlete. She's amazing. She's an amazing chef. Her recipes are mouth-watering. So we have 60 recipes. I wrote 30. She wrote 30. And then we wrote the introduction together. And the good thing is that we have different fields of expertise. So she comes from like being an athlete, um, building muscle, staying lean, competition, performance. Well, mine was like, as you guys already know, but at this point it's like hormones, everything hormones and weight loss and health. Uh, so there is, you know, a really good introduction and different, we device this like little thing there's called carnivore style so there are two, three different carnivore styles so there are three different ways of doing carnivore for different needs for different people so it's from the purest which is just salt and water and then 
salt water meat, and then um, the nutrient dense, and then the ancestral, which is um, includes some of the fruit and honey. So it's for people, for example, in performance that they do need those carbs to perform in certain sports or certain competitions and using like those low toxicity carbohydrates that we have helped with that will not impact your gut, like very low fiber, but still bring in some nutrients and some, you know, targeted, targeted um, effects. And the recipes are really yummy the photography is really beautiful yeah it's very nice what makes the book fun right yes like looking at pretty pictures and like very like, nice pictures i have of course i'm the one that wrote the organ meat recipes <laughs> bacon liver meatballs this is one from my blog it's like back oh. in the day one of my very first ones i kind of just modified it for carnivore but it's an all-time favorite nice um and so i think that my goal with this book was to really help people do carnivore in a more fun and varied way that will help you stay on track as well so you can cook like this for yourself and your family and still be on plan for yourself but you know include others make it fun make it delicious and nutrient dense and healing I love that. I, I think that's great. I, I think sometimes in our community, we can get a little dogmatic and, you know, feel like you have to be a, a purist or you don't belong in a club anymore. Now, I don't subscribe to that. Just because I do certain things doesn't mean that that's the only way it can be done. I don't believe that at all. Um, I, I, for one, <laughs> I have to have my spices. I'm not going to lie. And, sometimes I do have alcohol. So there you go. But you know, other people would be like, Oh my God. Oh, and I don't like fatty meat and I don't like organs. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead and just kick me out of carnivore right now. Because, you know, <laughs> but, but <laughs> bad carnivore. No, no, no. But you know, everybody has their own way of doing it and, and what will make it sustainable for them. And that fits with their lifestyle and their goals. So I, I like the way your book, and I can't believe I don't have your book. Why don't I have your book? How do I well, not have that? I have like every book. If you saw yeah, my books. Send me your address so I can send you an autographed copy. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. Yes, yes. I, uh, yes. I mean, I, I love books and yeah, I like to support yeah, our community I, too. So I mean, you can buy a, a Kindle version, but it's so soft. Like, oh no, I got to have a book in my hand. It smells good. I love, I'm old, you know, you guys, I'm 52. Like, I love old school books, paper. Me books. too. Me too. Know, this is not even that heavy. That's a good thing because, like, it's a nice book, but it's light and it's small enough that it's pretty portable. And then they printed it on this nice paper that is kind of stained. It's beautiful, it. yeah. And put it in the kitchen and get it all greasy and right. <laughs> I don't, you know, for me, my books are like, I mean, I have a ton of books right here. I got Maria Emmerich's, I got Sean Baker's, I got Ken Berry's, I got, you know, so got many. Yes. Yeah, I, I got them all. I mean, literally, like, I have them stacked right in front of me right now. <laughs> it's like I love books so yes I do absolutely want yours and speaking of which where can people find you and uh how can they get your books 
So books are on Amazon, easy peasy. Click and then the next day is at your doorstep. <laughs> they also are at Barnes and Nobles, like they're in all the bookstores. I think they've been, my publisher's been really good to just like distributing them everywhere. So I need to mention all the other outlets that are like, get mad at me. <laughs> Um, and if you want an autographed copy, like you can like let me know. I can send you one. We'll see how many. Yeah, right. Wait. To the you know podcasters and and friends and family, but Amazon is the easy way to get it. Okay. And to find me, so I am still at thenourishcaveman.com. Um, this is my old blog. It's got a lot of good content there. I don't actively add to the content anymore. Um, I transition away from blogging a little bit. I'm still on social media. I am the Nourish Caveman on Instagram. I have uh, the Nourish Caveman page on Facebook and I'm also on Pinterest. Nobody uses that anymore. And what else? Clubhouse, I'm on Clubhouse. Um, and then there is my new company umbrella company which is journey to wholeness and the website is journey to wholeness.love so that's kind of a new thing and nice. check it out see what you think the my new experiment is more holistic and um i have also a facebook group that was used to be keto paleo for women and now we're going into more holistic realms so it's called sacred whole woman and we talk at all facets of health, including spiritual and emotional, as well as the diet, yes. <laughs> and the nutrition, of course. So that's it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm going to have everything below. So y'all don't worry about it. I'll have the links. And Vivica, thank you so much for joining me and, and sharing your knowledge. And I'm excited about the book. So y'all get the book. So, hey, while you're here, subscribe to my channel go follow Vivica. I'll have all of her stuff below. So don't worry. Thank you. That was just amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Bye Vivica. <laughs> Bye.